Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Good morning and welcome to another Friday, which means another big edition of Jack and Flash live right here on 1629 SEN Tassie. And across the Bogues part of the state, 1611 on SEN Track, Northern Tassie, and right around the country, or the world as well, if you want to talk about it, uh, on uh, the SEN app. Where Up on your tippy toes this morning. Good morning, know, young Harrison man. Harrison Agents, uh, <laughs> of course, Tasmania's real estate experts. As always, you can send us a text on 0437 552 535 or call us 1300 1533. Shoot us a tweet on uh, SEN Tassie. Now, Flashman, what a big, big week it has been for Tasmanian sport. Big week in Australian sport and by far the biggest week, uh, the biggest story of the week has been out of the Devonport, uh, the suburb of Devonport, town of Devonport. That, of course, was ScoMo who just blatantly just... He just, didn't he just mow poor old little uh, Luca? Luca. Just, just nailed him, didn't he? I've run my eye across this. Uh, contact to the head. Pass the ball. Medium contact. I reckon I reckon it's uh, two to three for Skomo. Your thoughts? I thought, I'm not the big Scott Morrison fan, let's be frank, but I thought actually he rolled in a magnificent fashion and I I liked it. I thought he was terrific. Scomo's finish was excellent. Uh, is there a little rugby league background there for him as well? Is he? He's pretty big across the core, isn't he? Like you just he, nail him. He, he just, he's got a strong through the hips. Um, Luca was terrific. He goes, well, here is Luca. He's, uh, he's done the media rounds. amazing. And here's a little grab from our mate Luca up there at the Devonport Strikers. So we were playing soccer, and I think someone tries to pa- pass it to me or um, Mr. Morrison, and what happened, he tripped, and he was trying not to fall on top of me, so he tried to fall underneath me. He said that I was a good sport. It should have been a penalty. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was great. That was fantastic, fantastic. Well, I, I want to put the call out there, Flashman. 0437 552 Or send us a text, 0437 552. Sorry, there's a text line. Uh, call us on 1342 We've got a Signet Power Boost again this week, which is Ooh. very, very exciting for our callers and texters. 
you'll get that Signet power boost. So if you're running out of battery, you just got to plug the old Signet power boost in and or away wave again for our best caller and texter. I, I want to know some political gaffes. So just or just just yes. little gaffes. Now I've got a couple. Um, of course, Mal Meninga, the great Mal Meninga, who played uh, played a lot of rugby league and obviously coached the Queensland Maroons. Queensland had this little number. I was just a person out there, but making sure that I was. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm buggered. I'm sorry. That's all right. I have to resign. <laughs> I resign. I'm just a person out there, you know, making sure and oh, bug it. I bug it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so there we go. Remember, Ingot made his way into politics and didn't get very far. This this one, Flashman, is very funny and it is very Tasmanian as well. Now, of course, the it's still running. This is back. He's been around for ages, I reckon. Ross Hart, who's a uh, he's a Tasmanian yes. Labor. Um, oh, what do you call him? Employee or member of minister or whatever. Um, sits in the federal seat of Bass, and I remember when kids used to go around <laughs> and change the uh, H in his name, put a little bit of A four bit of paper with a bit of F with an F on it. His name was Ross Fard. <laughs> very humorous, very humorous. It's like the two let sign, you know, when you have like a rental, it says two let, and someone puts an I on it, and then it, all of a sudden it's toilet. Just, just real trivial. <laughs> Funny humour. <laughs> Just getting real insight into the, the walls of Richmond when you've got not much to do there. Oh, mate. Who's, is, uh, your, who's, your, who's your giggle partner there, by the way? Uh, I get a good few laughs out of Liam Baker. Liam Baker. There's a lot you of funny him. things that happen. One thing that is happening at the moment, Flashman, as we do yes. straighten up a little bit, is the PGA uh, currently on at the moment over there in Southern Hills Country oh. Club. Uh, yes. Rory McIlroy started fantastically well. Yes, he, he has. Five under after finishing his round. Was Altorius four under? Um, Tom Hogue is four under as well. But the little one that's sneaking up started on the back nine. Lucas Herbert, the boy Your out of Herbert. Victoria, he currently sits three under. Cameron Smith two under as well. Of course, did so well in the first three rounds at the Masters. Unfortunately, came undone in that last round. But Lucas Herbert to watch. He's uh, he's a young Australian golfer that's already won on tour uh, this yes. year. Yes. So he's uh, applying his trade he very nicely. Supporter? Is he a Tiger? As yeah, well? I think so. Yeah, we'll go with his yeah. Tiger supporter. He plays a lot of golf out of the Peninsula Golf Club, Flashman, where I am a member. So we will keep you up to date with that over the next couple of hours of what's happening on the PGA Huge tour. morning sport, actually. There's a bit happening because the Premier League stuff was hot as a pistol this morning. Hot, Everton, hot, hot. Th- Everton are going to survive. Burnley had a draw. Leads. We'll talk about that because I want to know about. Should we bring that in the AFL as well? Yeah, we'll maybe be, spice yes, it up a little yes, bit. Yes, 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 yes. Very right. good, Flash Man. It's a lot of things happening worldwide yep. sport, but close to home. Uh, Alastair Clarkson, who we have had on this show a couple of times already, spoken about the Tasmanian Task Force. He's the godfather of Tasmanian football at the moment. Us, we. Yes, us and we. Mm-hmm. Um, now he was door stopped in Shepparton of all places on the weekend. And, of course, the coaching role uh, with Leon Cameron departing GWS Giants has become vacant. uh, And he was asked how he felt about coaching and his idea of coaching GWS and other coaching options. No, no, I haven't and uh, don't don't intend to do so either because they're just so busy with the work and they've still got a season to run. Um, You know, they've got an interim coach in in Mark McVeigh and they need to get on with what they need to do and, um, and I need to get a continue to 
keep doing the things that I'm doing. At the present time, whilst uh, there's part of me that wants to coach again, there's another part of me that says I'm really enjoying what I'm doing and I may not do it again. So at the at the appropriate time, um, probably later later in the year, my wife and I have always said that we'll, we'll sit down uh, somewhere around August, September and uh, make some decisions on whether I stay involved with the front office part of uh, part of football or whether I get back involved in the in the back office, which is the coaching side of the uh, side of a football club. Very open, Clarko. There shutdown mode alert. Yes, he's sort of he's got just a shut it down. He just, he just thought, right, oh, enough's enough. Let's just put an end to this. Well, I, another bit of audio that caught uh, caught my ear over the week was, and uh, of a good friend of both of us, and and a very, very esteemed coach in his own right. David Parkin was on Waitley on Thursday. Magnificent. And he had this to say about Clarko coaching the first Tasmanian team. There is no doubt that Alistair will coach again. I, <laughs> if I was a betting man, even on, on very small odds, I think I'd go for that. And I think uh, for the game's sake, and this is a very selfish view, I suppose, of a game which I love, but if there was ever a person who could bring... Uh, a community together, and it's a, and it's the most uh, what's the word separated community I can think of in Australia. Who has already done the background work in what needs to be done? Uh, Alistair should be tempted, no, encouraged, no, uh, seduced <laughs> to uh, coach the first team in Tasmania. Wow, Mama. the great! Can one. you hear those jungle drums beating? Flashman, yes, because... they're they're beating. Uh, it's interesting. I listened to the whole interview with Jared and. Um, I think with Jared suggesting 2027-2028. I think earlier. Well, this is what I'm thinking. Can't we just edge that forward to 2026? Question without notice for you. We Do we have to have the stadium up and going for round one? No. Correct. Yep. York Park is a magnificent facility. Bell Reeve is fine. We don't need the facility up. Why? Why can't it be 2026? Because I think... That would dictate a lot of, well, the Clarkson thing. I mean, 2026 is not that far away. Well, like, no. would he want it? If it was 2026, I reckon he coaches Tassie. So, is there a middle ground here? So, let's say, uh, oh, I suppose Wayne Bennett's a good example of, of someone yeah. who's been to different clubs and coached uh, all through the, the NRL. Yep. yep. Because uh, the theory, there th- might be a theory out there that say Cl- uh, Alistair Clarkson sits out of the game and say, let's say it's, let's go right in the middle, so twenty twenty seven. Yeah. Um, so what's that? Seven, five years on from now. Yes. Does five years out of the game leave him uh, behind the eight ball a little bit in terms of coaching mm. and not on the forefront? And, and ca- is there a, is there a perfect world where he goes and coaches another team? Um, Let's let's just use the GWS Giants. They're they're the team that are using uh, looking for a coach, or will be looking for a coach post at the end of this year. Where well, we could go and coach the Giants for four years, and then have it already written there that when season twenty twenty seven rolls around, and maybe there needs to be a year of clean air, um, that he will go and coach the inaugural Tasmanian football team if if we are very lucky to to get the vote come August. Do, well, does well, that maybe work? That- well, maybe they are the side. I mean, he he might. Does he look at the Giants and say, right, okay, they're floundering a bit, but I've got a Kelly, I've got a Taranto, I've got a Whitfield, I've got, you know, Ward still, et cetera, et cetera. All these good players, Toby Green, um, at their absolute peak, we've got a little three-year window here 
at Giant Land, we, we're going to try and bring a premiership in. We're going to have a crack at it. What What's the Giants going to say? If he comes up and says, look, guys, look, I've, I've got a commitment down the road. Would you have me for three? I think they would say yes. Mm. What's their salary cap like? All those questions will come into conversation. You know, can we recruit? I mean, because Giants' core is very good, isn't it? Like you talk, you pick out their best eight or ten. Oh, definitely, they, yeah. They stack up really well. Yep. Um, that's interesting. I'm not sure. I don't mind that. I think that is a possibility. Would Gold Coast? I mean, look, I think no, Gold Coast is going no, well. Stewart's I mean, doing a great Stewart's, role up at the Gold he Coast. He is doing a good job. Yeah. Needs, he needs. Well, we're going to start a new segment later on. There's a few people that could be involved in that segment for Stuart Jew. Yes. And it's one of your babies. Ooh. The segment you're bringing along. I reckon there's a few yes. people that might need to be involved in that. Maybe a bit yes. down the track. So, do you think Alastair Clarkson entered this? Uh, Tasmanian push with the goal of coaching Tasmania or was he just I, I just want to be involved because I think it's the right thing to do or do you think right down the line there in the back of his genius mind he's got coaching the first Tasmanian team in there because he has spoken about coming wanting to be come out to coach a team to win a premiership but is this the one thing that I mean it takes a while to build a football club is this the one opportunity where the maybe the the premiership isn't there in the first years, and maybe it's going to be his his baby, I suppose, to build up and hopefully win that first premiership one day? Oh, look, uh, he, he's got to be the favourite right now. If there's, a, if there's a book, he's not a dollar forty five, but he's got to be a two dollar seventy, two dollar eighty favourite to be the coach of Tasmania. There's a lot of lot of things to happen. Twenty twenty eight, if it happens, as Jared was meant, it's a long way away. AFL mm. cannot afford. To wait to 2028 to have a side in Tasmania. Stop it, sort it out, get it fixed. That is six years away. It is. It's a long time. Looking forward to chatting to Task Force member Grant O'Brien later on in the show. We'll be posing a few questions to him about the availability of Alastair Clarkson. Now, we have put the text out there for your favourite political gaffes. And this one's come from George in Belrive. Morning, George. George. George says the time Toby Abbott, uh, Tony Abbott, sorry, forgot to talk when being interviewed. An absolute classic. Now I think we actually might have some audio of this. So here we go. Okay, well, tell me, what's the context? And if it's out of context, what is the context? You're not saying anything, Tony. <laughs> um, I've given you the response you deserve. <laughs> Very good. Oh, well, wow, that's, that's Rory yes, McIlroy right that nearly, because that's clubhouse leader. Very hard to chase that's down. Awesome. So thank you to George <laughs> in Belrive. Of course, we do have that secret power boost to give away. Uh, if you yes. power bank, sorry, power boost, power boost, power boost. bank. Bank. Uh, so you it'll sh- boost your bank. It will boost your bank. Uh, so oh four three seven double five two five three five for your favourite political gaffes. An action packed show today, Flash. As you mentioned, as you mentioned, sorry. There is sport left, right and centre. So we're looking forward to cover that over the next two hours. Uh, This is Jack and Flash on SEN Tassie. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lifter. Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie, SEN Track across the northern part of the state, and of course, the SEN app right around the country and the world. Well, Flashman, news is in from Michael Christian 
Scomo, two weeks. Uh, he can uh, appeal that if he wants to head to tribunal, but he's been given two weeks for the uh, shoulder charge on poor little Luca from the Devonport Soccer Club. Uh, so, yes, as always expected, contact to the head, ran past the ball, medium contact. So two weeks for ScoMo, which is a, a bit of a clip before tomorrow's federal election. 0437 532 for your political gaffes if you want to send them in. Had a very good one early on, so we've got a very good clubhouse leader, George from Bell Reef. Uh, we do have that Signet Power Boost to give away, so best caller or texter. Let's, let's get in with your political gaps. Now it's time for a sports update. Thanks to KO, all your favourite places, uh, all your favourites, sorry, in one place, including AFL, NRL, and Formula One on KO Sports. Big news, Flashman, big, big news in the AFL world. It's always bandied around about this time of year, and that, yes. of course, is the AFL Grand Final and the time mm. slot that it will fit in. The last two Grand Finals have been at uh, night time, uh, and people are talking that the word on the street is that this year's Grand Final is it will be moved to a twilight uh, twilight mm. slot, so that afternoon slot, which I think would be a 4.30, 30. So uh, it's what are your thoughts on uh, the afternoon or oh, twilight grand final? Sorry, it's purely financial. We understand that, and mm-hmm. and and that's um, you know we've just seen that with the AFLW, they've got to find another fifteen mil. Um, so these things are becoming purely business rather than a better time to watch it. I know you are a staunch one fifty two p.m. operator. <laughs> one one forty five on a Saturday. There is no better time slot for a parent. Uh, he literally, a parent that plays AFL, because I get to go to the football. At, yes. What, I leave home at probably 10.30, get to the yes. footy, have a kick around on the G, you know, go back to the club, bit of recovery, might have a beer back at the club, get in the car, yes. drive home. You're home by six. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. So for the players out there, I reckon we still want the... Beautiful afternoon slot. Not saying that after a grand yes. final you'd be doing that, but um, no, I think uh, you're a hundred percent right. This is moving with the times. Obviously, the CBA is up soon, and the media rights are up soon as well. And this could be a little cherry to say this is where the ratings can go. And fifteen million dollars is pretty easy to find when ratings shoot through the roof. So. Be interesting to find out later this afternoon. But the jungle drums are beating for a twilight time slot. Other news, Flashman, Australian Swimming Championships are currently happening in Adelaide. Of course, our girl, Ariane Titmus. Ariane will be swimming this morning, and she was the yes. first guest we ever had on this show. So she's first. in action from 9.30 this morning to qualify for the women's 200 metres, and then she'll contest the 400 metres, of course, which she won a uh, gold medal in, in Tokyo. On Sunday, you you watch the swim match? No. Uh, I, and it's just purely with a schedule thing. It's an interesting. Me, it's an interesting point. Like nine thirty this morning, the yep. golden girl from the Olympics will be swimming. It's not. You know, I'll, be, we, I'll be watching Tipmas this morning, and I'll watch her on Sunday, and that'll yep. be it. Yep. Um, time. To, it's a fascinating time, but that's normal. Yeah, that's it is. normal with it swimming. Is. So obviously the uh, Commonwealth Games are just around the corner, but the headline, yes. Flashman, from last night, of course you haven't watched it, but I've been following it closely, was Zach Subbly Cook. Yes. Stubbly Cook, sorry, it's hard to say that hyphenated name there. He set a new world record in the 200 the breast. metres breaststroke. Mm. So he touched the wall in two minutes and five and 9.95. So big things happening in the um, in the swimming world. Sort of feels like, oh, oh, you remember back in the heyday, sort of like yes. 2000, 
Olympics. Hackett, Sydney. Perkins. Like, we just, Hackett, we're, Perk. like, even Susie O'Neill, um, like uh, Patria Thomas, we, we were just, the pool was where we dominated. I, I used to think, and I was probably a bit more naive then, that we'd walk out of the, the grand, we'd walk out of the swimming and we'd have 20 gold medals already because Australia was just a swimming nation. But it's become a, I think probably a more worldly sport in the last sort of couple of decades. Yeah, we're still up there. Still number. Two. I feel like they're still number two behind us the Yanks. It's a big the, us, gap. Us be the but USA. What about yourself? Are you any good uh, in the no, pool flash? No, one of the um, poorer swimmers. I've got a <laughs> swim like a rock. Shoulder from a reconstruction. Don't blame me. You swim like a rock. Do you? Um, no, I'm not much. You're going to ask me back or? A... I've seen you swim and I don't think you were very good either. Uh, actually, Flashman's a little tidbit for the people out there um, at the you Hobart, got Hobart Aquatic Centre. I won the Southern Tasmanian uh, Aquatic Underarm for the under-9s and set a new record there. <laughs> you might be asking what Aquatic Underarm is. That, of course, is doggy paddle. So, under-9 <laughs> doggy paddle, I set a Southern Tasmanian record. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm saying I don't reckon that it's uh, I don't reckon it's been broken since then. So oh, stop it. <laughs> uh, of course, in the NRL, the Broncos, the Brisbane Broncos Whack. have won their fifth straight match now, defeating Newcastle. Flying. They are flying, and there was a bit of a clip going around them early on. So they won last night, yeah, Thursday is. night football, with absolute free hit for the NRL. Yes. Uh, Thursday. Not saying that Thursday night Ooh. Fox Footy isn't. There you go, the, Gil. Whack. One of the one of the best watches of all time. It has been in the last four weeks, but. They are uh, on the forefront there, the um, the NRL with Thursday night football and Newcastle winning 36-12 to there to win their fifth game in a row, as you mentioned. Now, Flash, Premier League, the world game. Oh. You've been uh, you've been watching this very closely this morning. Can you give us a bit of a rundown on what's been happening? That I have as a, a Everton person. They've had a really, really tough year and things uh, look very bad. Bleak at home at Goodison versus Palace this morning. Two nil down with the Toffees no. have Gonski. gone. Gonski. The Toffees have gone bang, bang, bang. And have finished 3-2. They haven't, two, have they? 3-2. Dominic Calvin Lewin scoring. So, so if with, they'd have lost, they were out? No, they weren't out. But things were very dicey with one game to go. Because in the other game, this is the beauty of it. Aston Villa, who are safe, were playing Burnley. Uh, and Burnley have got... Burnley have hit the front in the first half with its dicey penalty. Burnley uh, Burnley have now got a point and have gone in front of Leeds, both of them on 35 points with one game to go. Toffees are now clear. That three-point banks them out of that race, so it'll come down to Leeds, former Mark Viduka and Harry Kuehl's mob, uh, and Burnley for that last spot. But the drama as it's all unfolding... Um, is just incredible. Everton were superb under Frank Lampard. They've had a good last month and they're going to survive. Haven't been relegated in 70 years and it'll be at least 71 before it happens again. Well, you're very happy. You're up on the Man- tippy toes about that. Man City, of course, um, and Liverpool have got the one game to go. So, the, so who's going to win it, Flash? Uh, I think City will. City have got so City are on 90 and Liverpool are on 89 and they're at home to Aston Villa. They should get the job done. Liverpool however can obviously still get there and they've got Wolves at home. So Very, um, very tight yeah, in the EPL. Amazing, amazing. They're coming for the Signet Power Boost Bank. Uh, Flashman, yes. we've had another text. How about the time Pauline Hanson said if you are seeing this, I have been murdered video. It got leaked. So Harry and Salamanca sent that through. I think we actually might have the audio for this as well. Fellow Australians, <laughs> if you are seeing me now, it means I have been murdered. Oh, my gosh. 
Pauline. Poor old Pauline's got COVID at the moment. Is she about Pauline? <laughs> is she about Pauline still? Is she? Yeah, she's about. She's got COVID at the moment, so she, it's uh, not a great, uh, great thing to happen as you run into a federal. How has she hung on for twenty odd years? She's incredible. Twenty something years. Uh, fish like and that. chips, fish and chips, wasn't it? <laughs> if you've seen this, I've been murdered. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Welcome back to the Jack and Flash show right here on SEN Tasmania. Favourite political gaffes, shoot him in. 0437 Pauline Hanson's in front at the moment. That was very, very funny. We've got that Signet Boost Power Bank to give away. So send your text in. Send your text in and get involved in the competition. It's very, uh, it's a good little, a good little thing to have the old Power Boost just when you're uh, running low on battery and you're out in the bush maybe or something like that to get you going. So you got something for me, Flash? Hey, what do you got? Listen, I don't want to give you too much me, me time because you're a bit of a me, me operator. <laughs> right, but, yeah. Um, in all razzle dazzle. <laughs> razzle dazzle. In all serious, a big week for you as you come number two in the all time Tiger Games 312. This we're going to number two behind the great man, Jack Dyer. Now, I saw you on 360 last night. Mm. Extremely humble you were, and about it, which I know is a little bit of TV. <laughs> you, you, don't, you, you don't want to come across as how do you, let's 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 move past the, the 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 lines and the convenient conversation. How do you actually feel, pal? Uh no, I'm. It's I'm, awesome. It's awesome. It is pretty cool. Like it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I do feel a bit embarrassed about it because. What for? Um, what do you feel embarrassed? No, I don't about? know. I just—it's like when you get to the club, you see those names and um, like Bartlett and obviously Francis Burke and and Jack Dyer and like Wayne Campbell, those sort of Richardson. greats, Richo. Like they're—they're they're, they're just greats. Not only the Richmond Football Club, but the AFL as well. And then to have your own name there um, amongst them. Um, it's a little bit scary, actually, as well. Like you just thought—I just thought I never thought I'd get to that. Um, and, and I'll probably, I, to be honest, I've probably done more reflecting now this year than than ever in terms of where it all sits. Obviously, coming closer to the end of my career. Um, so, how yeah. close? How close? What do we? What do we? What's close, man? <laughs> I don't know. What is close? I, don't, I actually don't because know. it's interesting. I actually put up a few stats here. Now, do you know your career averages? Um, let's have a look at this. Your career average disposals twelve. Yep. Five and a half. Just under five and a half marks, two point three goals. In two thousand twenty two, you missed those couple of games uh, early on with mm-hmm. your hand issue, etc. You're averaging eleven disposals, five marks, two point three goals. Everything's in fact your your averages disposals are identical to last year, as is your marks identical to last year. Um, 16 goals, 9. I'll tell you what, you, you're down a little bit on your tackling, son. You've got a career average over 2. You're, you're just getting the 1 a game. I might have only had 2 bit... tackles for the whole year, I think. Hey, I don't need to do that anymore. I've got, uh, no, you don't. I've got uh, Maurice Rioli down there to do that. No, but it's... it's Mate, yeah, let's no, I, I'm enjoying it. Form's good. Form's yeah. fine. Yep, yep. Um, the team's going well. Yep. Is there any reason at all that you're not playing next year? Um, no, I, I don't know, Flash. Honestly, I really don't know. I didn't ask that. I said, is there any reason why you won't be playing next year? I didn't say... Is there any reason? I don't, want, I don't, I don't well, know. Well, there might be... Done. I might not want to play on. That might okay. be a reason. Okay, that's a reason. 
yeah. right then. I might, might want to go and do something so, else. Might want to do this full time. Maybe we could do this every day instead of doing it one Friday sure. a week. Yeah, that's okay. what, is that what you're angling at? You want me to announce my retirement so that you can no, secure no, a, a, a five week, a five day radio gig? Is that what you're after? <laughs> no, no. I'm just I'm look. You you're a little bit cagey with this, even to your close mates. I can't get a gauge on you, but I think you want to play next year, yeah. and I think we'll see. Um, we'll see. form pending. Mm. We'll see. Interesting we'll see. One. A few other footy issues. I'd like to get your take on, on. Watch this space. Watch this space. I'd like to get your take on. Yes. And you're a Swans man, and and now Dusty's been linked to the Sydney Football Club. I'd like to get your take on it. What do you think? Just all the uh, media speculation. You got to fit a million bucks in somewhere. That's the first. That's the first thing that I would think of. Um, and you know, Lance is going to resign. I would imagine. They've got a lot of talent there. I don't know how they're just going to fit him in would be my first point of call. He'd be very much a welcome addition. I think he he's – is he getting back into the groove well, with Tiger Land? Is that, is that, is that more the he, important he, question? Uh, yeah, no, he's, he looks like he's oh, – just, you just get a feel every now and then that That's right. someone's really invested and clearly he's invested. You've only got to look. He's, at, well, he's kicked three goals the last two weeks and had over 20 touches. Yes. Score involvements through the roof. So, playing wise, he's playing really well. Just, it's funny. Like you, I, I think what Dimmer said, and and like the fact that he said it about Dusty just attracts headlines left, right, and centre. Yes. But if someone isn't happy and they want to go to a new environment for a legitimate reason, That's I mean, right. I know everyone goes, "Oh, he's got a contract." Well, yes, we would love to see every player that signs a contract for the Richmond Football Club to see their contract. But things change. Times change. So- Yep, and it's so important to look after your people as well because it swings and roundabouts this sort of stuff. It comes around if you if you're a good club, you're a good organisation, then you'll you'll be rewarded somewhere else. So, um, a bit of a storm and look, in the and then you well you look and you look at the Swans though. In fairness, look at the flip side: Tony Lockett, Barry Hall, Lance Franklin, uh, all great players, but all with perhaps personalities that really didn't like the limelight. The opposite of you, for example, and. <laughs> Um, I guess that's why the things are linked. Um, look, I'm, I, you know what? I'd love to see him end up in Tiger. I'm, as you know, I love loyalty, and I would love to see him play another three years and the greatest Tiger of all time. Tell me about this weekend because there's a little bit. I know this Essen stuff must be doing your head in because you know when everyone else is winding them up, the aren't they? Gun, they're winding them up. You're as weak as water. This, 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 and this. And then the Tigers playing good footy. You've got to come up against them. Firstly, dream time at the G. What does that mean to Jack Revolt and the Richmond Footy Club? Well, it's big for, for the football clubs. Big personally. I debuted dream time at the G 2007. You did, yes. Um, long, long time ago. But it's just a great... The whole Sir Doug Nichols round and everything that comes with it, with now every club doing a jumper, even Melbourne changing their name to Nam. How many which... goals did you kick in that game? Did you, I remember. Did None. You, did you, None. Did Thanks. you get one touch on the line from about fifty-three from memory? Um, I actually, what? I think I needed five touches. First touch in AFL football was a left-handed handball played on. I played on Richard Cole, but yeah. So the, it just continues to yes. grow as it should, and, and where where we can take this whole fortnight of football with Sir Doug Nichols around going over two weeks is yes. It's it's bigger, way bigger than football. It's becoming a part of Australian curriculum, a part of Australian teaching that we need to continue to learn more about our First Nations people. And football is a great vehicle for that because some of the and you and I both know Flashman. And Sydney is probably one of the greatest examples of 
the Indigenous players that have gone through Sydney, Adam Goods, Mickey O'Loughlin. My favourite player growing up was Troy Cook. I loved him, Oof. like being a Sydney supporter. So it was, it, it's a, it's such a great round to be involved in, and the spectacle, obviously, and and the jewel in the crown of the week is dream time at the G, which, I mean, if you never get to a dream time at the G game live, to see yes. that entertainment, and this year's is going to be fantastic. I've already heard a few little whispers and know a few little things that are going to happen. It is going to be great and great fun. And it's um, it's something that you get gets lost on you as a player sometimes, the privilege that you're allowed to to uh, to be involved in, in games like that. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today on SEM Tassie, Jack and Flash, with Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie. Your favourite political gaffes, get them in 0437 555. Pauline Hanson and her, uh, well, oh, if you've seen this, I've been murdered uh, video is currently leading the way there. So very, very funny. That was a very humorous. Now, Flash, <sighs> this is big because you've asked for uh, you've asked for a segment, apology letters. Yes. One, I've found a sponsor. So this is brought to you thanks to Chemist Warehouse for the biggest brands and lowest prices. Shop at Chemist Warehouse. Great savings. So well done. You've already got a sponsor for a show, that, uh, for a segment you haven't even launched yet. And I've got you an opener. So here we go. Apology letters. Sorry. Well, one thing I do know. What are your thoughts? It's very hard. It's going to be very hard over the next few weeks, months, as we roll out apology letters for you to apologise to anyone (laughs) because it's something you've never, ever done. And maybe at times I've always been a little bit strong-willed myself in complete fairness. How are we going to run the segment? Is it whether it's myself or you? um, We'll have someone, whether it's directed at each other or it's somebody else. Um, can, we, can we call people out that need that just, to apologise? Well, I think we can. I think you've got one on your well. mind that you're actually thinking about. But I'm going to start with mine. Um, a good friend of ours, former Clarence and Tasmanian uh, champion, Brett Gapin, of course, yep. um, we sat down and had a really good conversation after round one this year, lamenting what has happened to the St Kilda Football Club over the last 10 years. And I... Was and I was critical on the radio about them, and I was critical on th- here thinking, where are they going to go? Now, we know they had King, and we know they had Marshall, and one or two others, but I cannot believe the turnaround at that club, and I want to apologise to the St Kilda Football Club. Uh, I got them very wrong. I think they're playing tremendous footy. They're going to play finals. They haven't beaten. They haven't beaten one of the star teams yet, but... There you go. That's I. I couldn't have got that more wrong. I'm enjoying everything coming out of St Kilda at the moment, Jack. That's very good. They are currently sitting sixth on the ladder, 24 points, percentage of 116, one six. That was lost, a good win the other three. day against the Cats. I watched that, and they they were gone and buried and 20, found away. Little 20 minutes in the, or it wasn't even that. Was probably five to ten minutes of unbelievable football. Probably nearly the best football we've seen. Uh, in that third quarter, five goals they kicked unanswered against uh, Geelong. 
Can I tell you too, in that too, at a, and a bigger pl- Brad Crouch has been outstanding. Now, we can have him on the radio, then, and a friend of mine and an acquaintance of yours as well. His turnaround has been remarkable. And he he's another one that deserves apology because the letters that were written, Mick Mulhouse wrote a whole page spread on Brad Crouch. Hey, I, reckon, I reckon Mick Mulhouse owes a few apologies, to be honest. So let's... <laughs> oh, no, we love him. We love hey, he shoots from the hip. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Brad Crouch currently averaging 27.9 disposals at the bubble. Yes. Average contested possessions. 11.7. Um, he's and, been awesome. Yeah, so he's been he's been great for the St Kilda Football Club as they continue to charge up the ladder. Yes. Uh, there was a lot of people heaping on very, very, very early, including Oof. Flash, apparently, uh, and he's off. Do you do you want a formal apology? You're going to say, oh, I've David. done it, mate. No, 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 no I think you've got to sign us. I, David Lithgow. I, David Lithgow. Apologise, St Kilda Football Club. I couldn't have got you more wrong. Right. I reckon there's a few people out there, Flash, that need to owe uh, Stuart Jew. Oh, from the Gold yes. Coast Suns, oh. an apology. Now the Gold Coast, you look at you look at where they sit on the ladder. They currently sit twelfth on the ladder, sixteen wins, just a game outside the percentage, a little bit that. lower than yes. uh, lower than a hundred. So you'd like to see that get up a little bit. They play the Bulldogs this weekend at Ballarat, which is a big game. They don't Monster. need, they don't have to win this game to still stay relevant because they are playing some unbelievable football led by Marby Chol. Our boy Cholly from the Richmond Football Club, who's flown up back up to his home state there, the Sunshine State, and he's going very, very well. So I just think, watch this space, and we might find a few people that have clipped Stuart Jew over the recent period, and and they yes. could possibly offer him uh, an apology. I don't mind this flash. Good segment, very well brought. I'm, I'm I'm very happy with that. I'm looking forward to seeing who you have to apologise to mm. next week because I no, will be. It won't be you. Apologising. Stubborn as me. <laughs> apologising to no one. That, of course, was Apology Letters. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse for biggest brands and lowest prices. Shop at Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Welcome back to the second hour of the Jack and Flash show here live. 1629 SEN Tassie, 1611 SEN track across the northern part of the state sorry, and right around the country on the SEN app. We are here thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmania's real estate experts. Well, Flashman, the AFL heads back down to the Apple Isle this weekend to the northern part of the state. Hawthorne that have created an absolute fortress at Utah Stadium. Have we're taking lot. on the Brisbane Lions on Sunday, and you'll hear that right here on SEN Tassie. And Flash, you'll be leading the call, I'm hearing? Yeah, looking forward to it. Hawks have been pretty good. You know, yeah, they, they haven't a... won a lot of games. They're pretty competitive, and um, they play a very good team in the Brisbane Lions this week. They do, and one man that will be steadfast in defence for the... Well, not steadfast in defence. He'll Come be back. leading the defence from the coach's box is, of course, Chris Newman, the Hawthorne assistant coach. And he's here thanks to KO, all your favourites in one place on KO Sports. Newey, welcome to Jack and Flash on Tassie Radio. Hello, boys. How are we? Good. Very good. First things first, Newey, um, happy birthday. You've turned 40 uh, during the week. How was the celebrations? <laughs> celebrations were good. Thanks, Jack. Um, I think... Now my grey hair is justified. I've had grey hair for about um, 20 years now, so now it's sort of justified people look at me and go, how old are you again? What can you attribute the grey hair to? What is there one <laughs> person in particular oh. you attribute the grey hair to? Yeah, well, 
yeah, well, yourself, no <laughs> doubt. When, when we were playing together, you were tearing my hair out early on. Um, took a bit of a little bit of Richo's tendencies when we didn't kick the ball to you early on, but um, pretty easy to fix. No, I think. <laughs> pretty easy to fix. I think. Oh yeah, uh, nah. Look, a lot of we had a lot of good times when we were playing, didn't we? But we had a lot of stressful times. I'm sure that. Uh, to that. Yeah, no, you're right, mate. A, few, a lot of fun. Great. I remember some of your great speeches. 250 is one of my favourite games up there in, in uh, Sydney. Now, Hawthorne, current mate, a backline coach at the Hawthorne Football Club. Been there for now, what, five years, I think you've been at the Hawthorne Football Club for. Returning to Launceston, it, it has become a fortress. How much does it feel like home for the Hawthorne Football Club when they go down and play at Utah Stadium? Yeah, well, it was something that, I mean... When, um, when my playing days a long time ago, Hawthorne, it was Fortress. It just they'd never lose there, and um, coming across there to coach and experiencing it, you can you can just get a real feel for, um, you know, it does feel like a second home for those guys, and um, they're familiar with the surroundings. They they have a little routine, um, particularly the players when when we get down there, and um, yeah, it's a beautiful place and and beautiful people. So yeah, I think it's just the surroundings are quite familiar for for us going down there, and we, yeah, we love playing there. Newey, thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, tell us about the Hawks' year, um, internal expectations, etc. Um, seem to be on face value from the outside of the club looking in that you would be pretty pleased how things are going. You've been competitive pretty much every week, um, won those three games. What, what, what it, how do you look at it internally? What's the, what's the thoughts of how things are travelling? Yeah, there's been parts of the season we've been really pleased with. We've um, been managed, or we've been able to, to blood a lot of younger guys playing in our in our system and playing a, a, a brand of footy that um, you know is going to take a, a bit of time and, and something that we're building towards. So um, we knew that there'd be some inconsistencies throughout the year, uh, and that's sort of that's shown. I think in in games we've been relatively competitive and. Um, just in some quarters, we've we've had some, um, you know, parts of the game we've been disappointed with. So I think we've we've expected that. Um, it's just a matter of developing as as quickly as we can, and um, you know, trying to be competitive for for longer in games. And, and I'm really interested about the the slight dynamic shift. Uh, Clarko, Sam Mitchell, they've both been in those walls for a couple of decades. In so in in that sense, nothing's changed. But what what are the the subtle changes, differences around the place? Don't have to be critical ones, of course. Just in terms of the dynamic. Um, oh, well, I think the you know not not to compare the two, but the the shift is probably personnel in terms of you know we've got a we've got a whole new coaching panel. I'm the only yeah. one that, uh, that that managed to stay there, and of course with a, a whole new coaching panel, there's there's new ideas and. Um, you know some different philosophies that that each coach brings, and um, I think that's been, you know, that's been refreshing for me as a, a younger coach trying to learn my craft um, to be able to learn it from guys that have particularly been around the game for a long time. Robert Harvey, um, Adrian Hickmott, and David Hale coming across from Frio, um, all really interesting, um, you know, good people, interesting with their their coaching styles, and um, I think that when you when you throw all that into the, to the pot, you sort of you form a, a certain style that you, you head towards, as I said before. So, um, you know, that's, that's, been, that's been really good in terms of my development as a coach and um, great to have those, 
those people in at the at the Hawthorne Footy Club. We're of course chatting to Hawthorne assistant coach Chris Newman. Now Newey, uh Jack Gunston out obviously six weeks unfortunate with that ankle injury there, but some big ins for for the football club. The first one I want to get on to is young Jackson Keller, who's a Launceston boy, born and bred. He's on the extended squad. Weird chance of seeing him play football in his hometown this this weekend. <laughs> uh, extended squad, yep. We, I think with with Kello, um, he, he's trying to sneak something out of me there. No, yeah, was, you could have said he's on the plane to go down there, but <laughs> I think I think there's a romantic side of it. I mean, he's, he is playing in his there hometown. I mean, side. come on, throw him a bone. There is a romantic side. He's. Um, He's performing really well. I think I don't know how much you know of him, but um, big jukes. He's got it. Yeah, he's got, saw him he's got firsthand really last week. Actually, ability. Box Hill. He's just yeah. got nice big jukes. Yeah, he has. So um, we've been really impressed with that, and he's um, he's a great character, a great lad to have around the club, and the, the boys. Um, you know, I'm not sure if you saw his his debutante um, video when um, it was announced, but um, you know, everyone rallied around him, and yeah, he he deserved his opportunity there. So. Yeah, we've loved what he's he's been able to bring, and um, you know he's a big unit. His his dad looks like Andre the Giant, um, so certainly gets his his genes from from his old man. But um, you know, a pure full forward lead up, and um, he's actually got a, a bigger engine than than I expected for a big man. So um, yeah, we've been really pleased with he's what he's been able to bring so far. Of course, come through the pathway of the SANFL. Uh, to find his way at the Hawthorne Football Club. Nah, two big ins as well for your girls. Tom Mitchell comes in. And CJ, uh, I'm not even going to try and say his name because I know that I'll get it wrong, but I'm just going to call him CJ. They're back. Uh, I want to talk about CJ. Um, and, and obviously you've had a lot to do with him coaching the back line. How big of an addition is he? And did you think he would become the player he's become? Yeah, he certainly had attributes early on in um you know, back in the academy days, Nathan Foley was responsible for bringing him along to um, into the Hawks, and uh, it was slowly, slowly with him early early days. But um, each year he's shown growth, and uh, in particular last year had um, had some games that you know we're, we're really impressed with, and and really did earn his earn his right to play. And um, oh, he's he's a he's a great kid. He's um, willing to learn. Um, he's he, he turns up with the right attitude each day, and just all he wants to do is just get better at his craft. And um, you know, the the start of the year has been pleasing for him, although the injury uh, wasn't ideal. Um, but yeah, he he adds a dynamic to our back half that that we really like. He can he can go and get the footy in the air, and he can also use his speed on the ground. Um, so yeah, we, we just encourage his strengths um, as much as possible, and and make sure that. Um, you know, he's given a platform to be able to express his strengths each week. Uh, I'll have to ask you, Newey, someone you're very familiar with in, in terms of Clarko, the, the Tasmanian team uh, thing is happening. Uh, whether the timelines are going to line up for Alistair to, to be the first coach of Tassie, is he's... I don't know if you've listened to him talk about Tasmania. My gosh, he's passionate about it. I can assure you of that. Um mm. He'd be a fairly handy acquisition, you would have thought, if he was the first person to coach the mob down here. <laughs> yeah, look, he, he he does love Tassie, and um, no doubt that you know Hawthorne's passion um, to play in Tasmania and um, and to, to embrace that place. We spoke about the fortress before. He was a he was a driving force behind that. So, yeah, he does he does have a certain passion um, for Tasmania. I know that he 
he loves to to get down there and and loved it as a coach. Um, so I'm not sure what his his plans are. Um, I think he spoke briefly, um, maybe last week or early this week about um, you know taking his time with his decision when he gets back into the coaching ranks. So I'm sure whatever decision that is will be will be calculated, um, knowing Clarko and. Um, Whatever it is, will be will be in the best interest for for his family too. Quick one before we let you go, Newin. Thanks for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Your own, your own coaching future. Where where does that sit? Like you've been an assistant now for for, for five years. Um, coached under Alistair Clarks and now coaching under Sam Mitchell. Is, is there aspirations for yourself to go out and and coach your your own team at AFL level? Yeah, there is. I I had a. Uh, a taste of it at, at the lower level coaching Box Hill for, for a couple of years and really loved it. Um, it's a different experience coaching your own team and um, all the different dynamics of people you have to talk to. Um, you know, early on was, was quite overwhelming, but um, and that's at a lower level. So understanding that, there's, um, you know, the, the, the step up to, to be an AFL senior coach is, is quite significant. So my... Um, in, in my control now is to to try and learn as much as possible um, in different situations and um, you know I've coached the back line for three years uh, so so I had some some real experience there and um, really my aim is to be the best assistant that I can be right now so um, that is that is what I'm doing and 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 I'm loving it I, lo- I love going in every day and um, working with these young men and um, you know Trying to trying to make them as as good as they can be, but also mixing that with the best coach I can be. So, yeah, if it if it um, eventuates that way, then then great. Um, but uh, yeah, right now I'm I'm loving what I'm doing. Well, you're certainly doing a fantastic job of that. You know, look at the young names coming through: Will Day, Denver Grange, Barras. Who I got to see firsthand last week. And CJ, there's some bright future there for the Hawthorne backline and for the Hawthorne Football Club. So, best of luck Sunday, mate. Three twenty at Utah Stadium against the Brisbane Lions. Perfect. Thanks for having me, guys. There we are, Chris Newman, the Hawthorne assistant coach there, and they, of course, of course will be live on SEN and Flashman. We'll one of your faves. One of my love. very, very good person. Uh, quick one before we go. Uh, go to a break, sorry. Harry in Salamanca has won up the Signet. Uh, he's won the Signet Boost Power Bank. Of course, the Pauline Hand. <laughs> hey, got a little sting there as well. Well done, Harry. Congratulations. Well done, Harry. You get uh, the Signet Boost Power Bank and the Pauline Hanson little job there. Really enjoyed that one. Up next, after the break, they will be chatting to Grant O'Brien, uh, Tasmanian Task Force, Task Force member, sorry, to chat all things AFL in Tassie. This is Jack and Flash on SEN Tasmania. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lifter. Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie. SEN Track across the northern part of the state. And the SEN app right around Australia. The Believe campaign last week, Flash, was launched. We got a little bit of an intro into it before it was officially launched last Saturday. Of course, it's the final push for the from the Tasmanian Task Force to add yes. your voice to support the Tassie team. So get online, uh, head to believetasmanian.com.au to add your voice, add your signature, and one person that has been on the forefront of the Tasmanian push with push sorry with the Tasmanian Task Force is of course Task Force member Grant O'Brien, and he joins us on the line. Grant, thanks for joining us on Jack and Flash. Yeah, good to be with you, Jack. 
Now, mate, uh, what's feed? What's the feedback been like? We're we're a week into the the final campaign, uh, and what a stirring, stirring advertisement it was. We we're very lucky to get a little snippet of it last week before the official launch date on Saturday. How's the feedback been, and how are the signatures looking at the moment? Yeah, it's been fantastic, actually. Um, I was walking around um, in Hobart yesterday, and not too many people I ran into that uh, that hadn't seen it and had really positive things to, to say about it. It's really struck a nerve down there and, and that's what it was intended to do. Um, and that's resulting in quite a few uh, sign-ups, which we were hoping for. We, we're approaching the 20,000 mark, um, you know, a week in, which is kind of beyond where we thought it would be. So, you know, we couldn't be happier. Um, and I think the message is that it, that it sends beyond the boundaries of Tasmania are, are loud and clear. So 20,000 signatures a week in, what an absolute success that is. One thing I was, there is obviously the, the Tasmanians out there that want to be involved in this and want to put their, their names down. A, a part of the sign-up form is actually to put your postal address in. Do, do you happen to know how many people have signed up outside of the actual Apple Isle, maybe ex-Tasmanians or people that still believe that it's still the right thing for Tasmania to have a team? And has that shown a resignation with people that aren't directly involved with Tasmania, the state? Yeah, yeah, big time. I, I think the running rate, and I haven't checked it in the last couple of days, but the running rate for, for the campaign is generally around the 30% mark. So, so you know, that's really strong. And, and it's something we've talked about a lot um, where, you know, uh, there, are, there are more than 300,000 expats that live outside the state. And there's a big portion of those that maintain an interest in, in the team. And in many ways, it's a way that they keep a connection with the state. So, so not only interest, but but questions from particularly that portion of the database that are asking how else can they help. So, you know, very motivated bunch. How is it actually an extension of that, um, Grant? How is it resonating with uh, people outside of Tasmania? For example, the Melbourne media, as an example, but a lot have been super critical of a potential Tasmanian entry over the last decade or so. Are you seeing a momentum shift or at all over the last 6, 12, 18 months period? Yeah, I think, thanks, Flash. I think that's a, it's a really important question for us and obviously something we're keeping a close eye on. Um, it's been helped greatly by, by the ex-proud Tasmanians such as Jack and Nick and Richo and those sort of guys that are influential in Melbourne um, and their support has been, been key. Um, but so too has been things like the Carter Report, that I think put to bed a lot of the old um, beliefs um, uh, that, have, that have existed for years about the, the ability for the state to be able to afford, the ability for the state to uh, come together as one, the ability for the state to have the infrastructure, and the Carter Report put a lot of those to bed. And, and so I think there's, there's those, old, those old tales, if you like, um, are drifting away and have been replaced with with facts and 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 uh, and business plans that actually um, show that the club will be financial, that the club will be sustainable, and the club is needed by the state to um, continue football as a dominant code in the state. We're of course chatting here to Grant O'Brien, the Tasmanian Task Force member, as that push, the final push, believe Tasmania campaign is uh, searching for 100,000 signatures. Now, the commission, the AFL commission met last Wednesday, uh, Grant. Has there been any feedback from, uh, from the commission? And, and what, 
does the dialogue look like at the moment? Is it constant dialogue or is it sort of sporadic as we, we look forward to that August vote? Communications virtually daily, Jack. Um, um, there's a lot of work going in um, through the working group that's made up of both AFL and, and task force representatives. Um, we've got another catch up with them um, today, um, and and we'll hear um, feedback on the meetings with the, the commission. Um, they've been very open with us, um, and it's been a good process to date. So. Um, you know that's a that's a positive that's a positive part of the the process that we're in at the moment and and getting good support from from the AFL. There's more work to be done as 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 naturally the case, but we're moving through it and and the, you know the roadblocks are getting pushed away one by one. But we'll know more about the commission um, in, in the next day or so. And, and Grant, the obvious question to talk to you about. Um How's Clarko travelling, mate? Have you just sort of mapped out a plan for the next few years just to make sure that that's a really streamlined entry? And, a bit of coaching PD, you reckon, and, Flash? And, and, and how Clarkson be, becomes the first coach of Tasmania. And in all seriousness, of course, I mean, that's going to be a lot related about when this darn thing happens, 2026, 27, 28. You know, what, yeah. what's your thoughts on that whole process? Because I'm hearing a lot yeah. of we and us and Tazzy. He's in. He's <laughs> in. He, he, he loves it. He's all in, isn't he? I think he's he probably is. all in with everything he does, to be honest. He's uh, he's an Ever-Ready bunny or a, or a Duracell bunny, whatever it is. But, no, he's, he's bringing that energy and and he's got great authority with um, with it, with all of the key stakeholders, AFL included. So when Clarko speaks... Um, he does it with authority and he does it with credibility, obviously. Um, he is treating this um, like like he's he's going to be there for the long term and that's how we would want him to treat it. Um, so he is talking we and, and that, 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 that excites us, not because we think that he'll, he'll, uh, he'll necessarily be the coach, but it means that he's all in. And the sort of plans that he's talking about, um, particularly in the development of pathways and and how we how we um, engender enthusiasm and, and belief, particularly among the young in Tasmania, that they've got a a, a realistic pathway to play in their in, with their home team, play for the map. Um, he, he's doing he's doing. We couldn't have anyone better. Is is the best way that I can I can put that. Right. And the plans that he's putting together have got great credibility and, and are being looked at keenly by the AFL. Very good. It's it's He's leading the charge super loyal and we're very excited about when that August vote comes around. Grant, thank you for joining us. We really do appreciate it. And don't forget, believetasmanian.com.au to add your signature. Thanks for your support, guys. There we are. Grant O'Brien, Tasmanian Task Force team member. As things hot up, daily occurrences with the AFL. Flashman, local football, TSL. There's a few things happening in that department. It is into round nine. Um, games this week, Gnorky playing Launceston at KG5. Lonnie just look good, don't they? Again, Jack, they're, they're going to be awfully hard to beat again. Uh, Tigers and Clarence is suddenly, there's a bit of a rivalry there, isn't your there, old mob. They, they seem to, uh, and, and Kingborough have had the wood over them a little bit the last couple of years. So that, that's that's probably the game of the round on Sunday, North Launceston playing Lauderdale. North Lonnie going okay. Then they don't seem to be the level of what they were in previous years. But uh, Lauderdale, on the other hand, are going well. Um, they're, they're competitive every week, and maybe they're the second best team in at the moment. North Hobart with a bye. A lot of things happening in local football down in Tasmania at the moment. So make sure you get out there and watch your local team.
Over here this week in Melbourne, it has been freezing, <laughs> freezing, 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 very, very cold. Of course, hot or not, brought to you thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the biggest brand, lowest prices shop at Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. What's come up, Flash, on your desk? Anything come across there that you think might be a hot or not for this week? Well, there's there's a few topics, and we'll start with the most uh, boring of them all, which has captured the most headlines, Jackie Boy. Hot or not? The Luke Parker Dylan Shield story was a storm in a teacup. This is well, Come on. it's. I think it's certainly not hot. Not. No, no, it's not not hot. It's um, well, yeah, it's you know it's only hot news because of where Essendon sit at the moment. So, do you was... know what this is, by the way? I don't think this is Essendon related at all. People forget that Dylan Shield played the GWS over a hundred games. And they, Swans and Giants, big rivals. And Dylan Shield is one of the best front runners I've ever seen. And he's good on the lip. There's a bit more history here. This is 10 years going back with him oh. and Luke Parker. Oh, yeah. And so you I reckon there's a bit of the Battle of the Bridge rivalry and a bit of old... No, qu- question it is. Of course it is. But you are our Sydney man. You do know a lot of things well, that happen inside the SCG. Well, I've watched those two teams play uh, a lot previously. And Dylan Shield, who super player as a giant, um, massive fan of his... Sadly, things haven't worked out so well Essendon for him at this stage, young man. What else you got? Oh, I will ask you something off the back of that. Is that okay. do you think that um, everyone, I've always heard a few people comment around the fact that oh, that's not about Sydney and that's not what Sydney are like as a football club. That's that's not what, that what does that actually well, mean? That, that's, that's not, it's not a part of their fabric to be taunting or. Um, Doing those sort of look like if teasing behaviours, like give me a spell. Maybe he went two or three too many. If you've been absolutely critical, and he would look back and say, "All right, I went a little bit too far with that." But how? Well, I'm, I'm just I'm trying to be diplomatic. This is not a story. I'm not. I'm just trying to put some context on it. Yeah. It's a non-story. Luke Parker doesn't say much in a footy field, does he? I, I'm not. I don't know. No, 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 certainly not. Well, you would know because you don't know any other players in the other teams, (laughs) as we've discussed for many years. Uh, Very, very good player. Very good player, Luke Parker. He's a good player. Hold on, not flash, man. The Jack Jumpers might sign Scott Roth to a long-term contract as the first order of business in this We heard, you and I heard a three-year deal was ready to go and was effectively done. the way I heard it was from um, Jock Chivers, Jock Chivers, sorry, last week. Um, Jock sounds good. Well, we'll just wait for you to get him on. But uh, Jock Chivers last week is that the three-year deal was the initial deal. So uh, uh, understanding that maybe there's some triggers in there. That rattled me. I was actually rattled when when I heard that. But maybe there is an out or a position Certainly, the Jack Jumpers are in a position to maybe extend that already. Now, I know that seems very early, but what he's done, my gosh. Oh. We've been there. Damn hot. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah. So, you, hot what, what, hot, or, hot or hot or not there, Flashman? Uh, what would you well, like to see him get? I just, just, we would just want to see him get the deal. One, two, three years. Just let's look forward to next year. Let's get see what's happening with the uh, imports. We know the locals are all signed. Um Let's get this show on the road. I'm still slightly in in a depression depressive mode that was that that all wrapped up. I'm glad that we just happy. don't have any basketball at all, isn't no. it? Well, we do. We'll talk a bit of NBA over the next couple of weeks. There's a bit happening there, as we know. Your boy um, back on from uh, Philadelphia. Which one? 
Oh, um, yeah, maybe. That's yeah, him. Yeah, right Bugger lugs. Got another one. Hot or not, Scott Boland's reputation as a top-line Australian bowler is in danger. Uh, this is blistering hot flash, man, because... Oh, that's uh, hot. Poor old Scott Boland's rolled down to the Richmond Football Club. You would have seen on Richmond's social media yesterday. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Well, he's come down uh, as a part of just a bit of, um, I don't know, coming in to do some uh, some PD works, personal development with Lyndon yes. Dunn, who's now the uh, PDM manager at Cricket Victoria. And, of course, when cricketers come down to the Richmond Football Club, we get him in the nets and uh, get him to send it down a little bit. Uh, oh, yes. And... Uh, Scotty sent one down to me. Yeah. Hang, on, hang on, so the net, like the net said, we've got a, we've got a in, yeah, we've got it now. We've got an indoor, um, like just an indoor training facility right where out. we do some hand, yeah, like yeah. handballing and stuff and whatnot. Mm. Uh, it serves more as a basketball court and a, and a cricket pitch. And of course, Scotty Bolland came in and sent one down. And <laughs> what we would describe as a out, <laughs> out of the ground six. No. Slapped him back from, over his head from you, from from me, yeah, from me. Slapped him back straight back over his head. So Look, can, uh, can I put a bit of cricket context in this whole conversation? <laughs> is that six, seven years ago, my good friend Jack? Um, I pretty much didn't tell anybody. We played ten overs, bowled ten overs, and played a fifty-over game of cricket. Where did we play, mate? Where was it? Down at Ivanhoe? No, it was... uh, no, it was the Kunung Heights over here. Yeah, <laughs> hey. I took five in a granny. I took five in a T20 granny, mate. That's just not... Let me finish the story, mate. Jack took the new ball. uh, He bowled. In terms of run-ups, remember Dennis Lee? Well, we don't remember Dennis Lee. I can barely remember him. I'm older than you. But his run-up started somewhere near the side screen. Well, that was Jack (laughs) Rebolt. And the seam was up and, and like, you you had the ball in the air ready to go. You bowled at about 106 k's an hour and full steam. Because at the top of the crease, you look super quick. When you got that one wicket, mate, caught in the court and you celebrated like you kicked the sixth at the G. Hey, hey, I will, don't worry. I will celebrate. <laughs> My old man used to own a cafe, Cabbage's Cafe, and the best sandwiches <laughs> wedges in, um, on the Eastern Shore. And the cricketers used to come you in there. You didn't hit Scott Bowler for he'll, six either. I swear, I swear I hit Scott Bowler for six. Okay. We'll have to get him on. And um, obviously, at the moment, he's rebuilding uh, his bowling action and heading into uh, oh, Sri Lanka because this. of what I've just done to him in the nets in Richmond. All right, odd or not, Flashman, you're our NBA Fifth man. At best. You're our NBA man. The NBA needs to apologise for leaving Josh Giddy out of the All NBA First Rookie Team. This is hot news, surely. Yeah, it is. Obviously, Giddy missed the last six weeks, uh, seven weeks probably. And um, but yeah, Western Conference Player of the Player of the Month four times in a row. Uh, it is. Look, Jalen Green's taking his spot. These things all become narrative-based in the NBA, and um, they're obviously voted on by the media. He's been out of that conversation since he hasn't been playing the back end of the year and was shafted. What I did like, Jack, what I did like is that he... Do you see that little um, bullish tweet of his when he just went lull, pretty much saying that went through went through all the players, Jalen Green, Suggs, etc. Uh, I'm better than all of you. He's got some confidence, that young man. Hasn't he? And he is absolutely going to be a star. They've just got the number two pick, of course, uh, OKC. 17 get... first-round picks in the next five years. 17 first-round picks. They're going to probably get Chet Holgram, I reckon, will go number two. Watch out, OKC. There is a dynasty happening there. NBA there, Flashman. You love the NBA. You get fired up. I do. That. You got one for me now. I do. Hot or not, the AFL-WCBA deal is a sign that the AFL is expecting a big check 
at the next broadcast rights. I read that without question, without notice. That's a big check. Do you think that's coming? I think that uh, there's a few things in the workings at the moment. I mean, we've come back. uh, We know that Gil McLaughlin and the AFL team have been away meeting possible media rights companies uh, over in America. Uh, They've come back now, and it is, well, I mean, it's big, big, a big pay rise, 94%. Now, don't 100%. Well, due, but ninety-four percent bang straight off there. That means that maybe there is a, a bit of a pool of money there that that wasn't expected in in um, financing looking forward. Um, so, I mean, everything to do with the, the AFL women's pay right is a hundred percent in the right direction. Not only for for the current players and the pioneers of the game, but for the next generation as well. It's a viable avenue into professional sport for for young girls right across Australia, and it's very very exciting. Hear hear. This one here, Flashman, hot or not, Andrew Simons was ahead of his time. Of course, Andrew Simons unfortunately passed away during the week. Very, very sad. Uh, but he was ahead of his time and will be the world's number one T20 player in today's cricket environment. Hot as a pistol. Yeah. It's hot. Wouldn't it be good? Oh, well, in every facet, you know. He, he, every single thing you need to be a good T20 cricketer, he could do it. What a... Dreadful story. Ah, shocking. Um, shocking. Very yeah. sad, very sad. But uh, so uh, the, the the sort of things that you enjoy um, in, in well, we always sort of, we mourn differently, is that um, just the stuff that uh, that Adam Gilchrist has spoken about him during yeah. the week right here on SEN. Like that, that those stories and the tributes of, yes. always remind you of the great memories of, of Big Roy Simon. It's no better than when he laid that bloke out the streak and bang! Whack! Dropped the right shoulder into... Uh, to the streak was very, very. Oh, it's very strong. Now this is this is one for you, uh, Jackie Boy. Ooh. Hot or not? Kane Corns was out of line for saying you look like a clown, Jack, on Footy Classified on Monday night. Uh, well, that was crack, whack, bang. I didn't even know about this. And our producer, Mitch Scott, he got a lot of uh, happiness oh, out it. of sending it through, didn't he? Say, oh, hang he on, wait a there. a secret love affair with Kane Kane well, so has, that makes yeah, it interesting. Yeah, Kane, because he's an SEN boy. Kane has mm-hmm. just called you a clown. Mm-hmm. Flash, this is not news, all right? A bloke has Flat. got on. He's got on. Channel 9, looking like Slim Shady, Eminem, and he's called me a clown. <laughs> Give me a spell. Slim Move on. <laughs> Righty, <laughs> flash. Hot, hot Oh, no, it's not. me. This is me. This is me. Hot or not, oh, the man. AFL should schedule all final round matches to be played at the same time as the Premier League gets set for another final day of drama. You're watching that, of course. Uh, we'll go right down to the wire. Do you think, yeah, do we think Saturday, 2-10, every game gets played, bang, and we are just like rolling Love it through, it. rolling it through, oh, especially well, if it's nice are, and tight. I don't think this is my shorts. I can cook things in it. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, got news. Uh, no, that, that, that's, that's hot. That, that's like, hot, isn't it? What be, how good would do? it be? This is footy frenzy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Frenzy. Let's liven things up a whisker. That's good. Yeah. That was hot or not. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse for these biggest brands and lowest prices. Shoppers, Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie and, of course, SEN Track and the app right around the country. Well, Flashman, you and I both know this. It is flu season at the moment. And with youngsters, our pal Poppy Hazel, Lurgy's left, right and centre. And it's having a massive impact on the community and also, Flash, AFL football clubs. We've seen plenty of players going down with... Influenza. Uh, so we have been very lucky to be joined by, and that's putting Ant- COVID aside. Yeah, that's COVID aside, mate. This is Absolutely. the flu. This is the flu. Yeah. We've been very lucky to be joined by the Chemist Warehouse Education Manager, Manager Angela Stephopoulos. Have I got that right, Angela? Your last name. It's a bit it's of a mouthful. Close, 
Close enough. Close Hi. enough, Jack. And, th- and thank you for having me on the line today. Yeah, That's thanks for joining us. Uh, we appreciate the support from Chemist Warehouse. Well, firstly, how, is impor- how important is it to get the flu shot as we head into winter? Look, it's, it's actually even more important this year because of the measures we've had in place for COVID and the closure of the borders. We've actually had quite a lot less influenza circulating and there's been less coverage from the from vaccination as well. Um, so what we're starting to see now with the borders reopening and people socialising and getting back to normal is an increase in the rate of influenza. And so they're actually expecting it to be quite a bad year. So more important than ever and the annual influenza vaccination is actually recommended for people aged six months of age and over. Good morning, Angela. Thanks for coming on this morning. Um, tell me this, what, what impact has COVID had on the upswing of the flu? Well, over the lockdowns um, and the last couple of years, the flu has actually decreased because the measures we put in place for COVID has actually prote- protected us from the flu as well. Um, but we are actually seeing the, the flu, um, a resurgence of the flu, and definitely in the Northern Hemisphere, some countries are actually seeing a concurrent surge of both the flu and COVID-19. And so, you know, the, the, the risk is that's what's going to happen here as we lead into the colder months. So people that haven't got the flu jab out there, Angela, where, where can they head to? Can you go down to your local chemist warehouse and get the flu shot? Absolutely. And you can easily book online. So simply go to www.chemistwarehouse.com.au forward slash flu and click the book now button to find your nearest store and availability. And the service at Chemist Warehouse is $17.99. Right. So anyone over the age of six months is saying can go down to Chemist Warehouse with the booking and get their flu jab. Which we are no, at this point in time, pharmacists can only um, vaccinate from 10 years and over. Okay, 10 years. So if you're un- yeah, under the age of 10, you should go to your local GP. Rightio, there we go. Thank you very much for that information, Angela. We really appreciate it and we, also, uh, we appreciate the support of Chemist Warehouse right here on Jack and Flash. Thank you very much for having me. There we go, Flash Man. Isn't there nothing worse than getting a little lurgy, getting a little flu like that, running through? Well, certainly run through a lot of football clubs. We've already seen it this year that um, health and safety protocols. Then we just had uh, players getting influenza. I think maybe four or five of the Tigers boys have gone down over the last sort of two weeks. It's sort of reared its head again. So get down there and uh, get your flu jab and make sure you protect your family and protect yourself. Flash, another big show, mate. Really appreciate you. How excited, on a scale of 1 to 10, before we finish up, are you about tonight's game? Carlton Super versus game. Sydney. Big it's going to be huge, big isn't game. It? it? Big game. Are you worried Marvel Stadium sort of suits the Blues a little bit more, doesn't it? No, I think Marvel Stadium suits the Swans, and they play, seem to play better on the bigger tracks than they do at the SCG, which has been ongoing for a couple of years. This is a monster game because this is the next tier below. Um and it's almost a ranking game, isn't it? Who's better? Uh, Mills, Cripps, Walsh, Parker. Yes, please. Yes, there is certainly big battles right across the ground there. Hopefully next week you can do the show without your swans. swans. by 32 points. Take your swan scarf off, mate. This okay. has been, <laughs> well, thank you for joining us here on another Friday morning. This has been Jack and Flash on SEN Tassie. Up next, though, the captain's run with good old Sammy Edmund. Have a great Go weekend, Tigers. everyone. Go Tigers.